Um, what's the the baby? What's his, what's his baby mama name? What's her name? It's not Kalani. It's what's her Danny name? Danny Lay. Danny Lay. You gonna have a baby in your name? Mm. What's wrong with you? All right. Ready? Yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hey, it's actually kind of it's kind of nice, right? I'll go with it for a second. Hang on. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the Unpoppin' Show. Sing along if you know it. You thought I was going to sing, didn't you? You thought I was going to sing that shit? No, <laughs> but the song that popped into my head was not suitable for YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shout out to you, anyway. <laughs> I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. No good thing starts with I was thinking about my ex. He ain't learned his lesson. That's a brother ain't gonna learn shit. I know this is gonna be a problem. Let's keep this shit funky. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? What's crackulating? What is unpopping good people? Welcome to the Unpopping Show, home of the unpopular opinions. I am T Storm and joined by, as always, my brother, DJ Mike Swift. What's happening, fam? What's cracking, man? What's cracking? Another late start hey, listen. tonight because of uh equipment difficulties, but it's it's from a good thing. We are in the process of upgrading technologies and methodology that will allow us to get videos out quicker to you. So if you want to know when yes. those videos come out, please uh, hit the uh, subscribe button, hit the notification bell. And if you are so inclined, like and leave a comment. Yes. Yes. And thank, and thank you. And thank you. Um, in a world where stupidity is popular, we are proud to represent the unpopular opinion. Got that right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of shit going on, a lot of stuff happening. Um, by the time you see this, um, uh, t two of our favorite old biddies would have uh, battled on verses already. <laughs> Big shout out to Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. Stephanie, I didn't know Stephanie Mills was from Brooklyn. I did not know that either. Yeah, that's why she's so feisty. Little, little something, I, you know. I, she looked like she put hands and feet on somebody. <laughs> you say hands and feet. Hands and feet. She's so tiny. She got to use hands and feet. So, <laughs> look, you. It's some. Uh, it's some fetish perverts out there that just got real excited. Feet too. <laughs> hands and feet work. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> what I got to do? What, where do I sign up? <laughs> I want to be versus. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, nah, you know, I, it's, I would love to tell my Shaka Khan story, uh, mm. but I'm not going to do it because. No. No, I'm not. She's a legend. Okay. She's a legend. So I'm not going to tell that story. Uh, but I, I did have the pleasure of um, 
of meeting Miss Shaka Khan years and years and years ago. Uh, and it was, you know, it was awesome standing in front of a legend, you know, yeah. and I'll just leave that. I'll leave that there. Yeah. I, I too, I actually have a picture. Um, I took with Shaka Khan some years ago. Um, she came to the radio station I was working at at the time. And it was great to meet her as well. Again, someone I, you know, as our parents, you know, generation of music and R&B and stuff like they, you know, they came up in that era, right? Um, and yeah, she was, uh, she was just cool. It was just cool. Very, very upbeat, energetic uh, woman. And uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Kind of cool to sit there. And it's, you know what's funny? Meeting people you grew up watching, it is, it is surreal, right? It's like, in your head, you're like, oh my God, I get to meet this person. And then you meet them and it's like, they're a person. <laughs> like it's, it's a person, you know? I'll tell you an interesting story. And, and big shout out to my mom, uh, Kathleen. <laughs> Celebrated her birthday in November. Your birthday, mom. Got, yeah, mom, I got to take her out for her, for her birthday to... Um, a really cool restaurant in the city. Um, but there was uh, so some years so as you always hear stories from your parents as you're growing up, right? Right. And my, my aunt, my mother's sister, Christina, hi Aunt Chris. Um, they both would tell me stories of dancing, because they were dancers when they were teener, teenagers and coming up in, in New York City, in Brooklyn, professional, not strippers. Actual dancers, people. Because it, it was about okay. to get real weird. The, like the comment yeah, yeah. section was gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to make that distinction these days. Like right? you have to say that. So, um, talking like Juilliard and you know Alvin Ailey, that you know that sort of thing, right? Not Alvin Ailey. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, but Bernadette Stettis was someone that you know, I would hear stories about. Yeah, we, we danced with Bernadette Stettis. Bernadette Stettis, who played Thelma on Good Times. And I would hear these stories as a kid. You're like, yeah, okay. And it's like, you don't believe. You're just kind of like, you hear the story and it's, it is that. It's just. And then I met Bernadette Stettis. And I was, um, as I was production manager, um, creative services, whatever, at, at you know radio station in New York City, she came up, I forget what she was promoting, and she's in my studio to do what we call liners. She's doing drops for the radio station. And just me and her. And, you know, I said, you know what? I think you might know um, my mom and my aunt. I, they said they came up with She said, who? I said, the um, Kathleen and Christina, the, uh, the Battle Sisters, and she lit up. Boom. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> and it just bugged me the hell out. I was like, oh, hold on. And I caught my mother in that moment. And put them on, and they chopped it up like old girlfriends. It was amazing to watch. Like, oh shoot, because you don't. I didn't think that Thelma from Good Times in Chicago or Hollywood, right? The show takes place in Chicago, but they filmed it in Hollywood, right? It's from Brooklyn. I didn't put that together for some reason. It's just because I, I heard this. It was like, yeah, yeah, okay. But it was kind of cool that uh, I, I was able to link. Mom and and Miss uh, Miss Stettis, uh, again, and yeah, but that's just really cool. No, that is awesome, man. That's a great, great, yeah, so great tale. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And you know, Bernadette was hot back in the day. I ain't going in front. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's what and that's what's trying to keep me from. I'm trying not to be weird about it because this is like one of my mom's friends grew up with. You know what I'm saying? And she looked good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, she looked good. I was like, hey, Miss um, Dennis, how you how you doing? <laughs> Drop the voice and all that good stuff. But anyway, a lot going on. Um, the um, as we're as we're recording this on this day, um, news dropped that uh, two men who were convicted of the murder of Malcolm X convictions were overturned. Um, Muhammad A. Aziz and Khalil Islam, who spent over twenty years in prison, got out. Always maintained their innocence. Um, their their convictions were overturned. Um, I believe Muhammad Aziz, who's is still alive, he was he's eighty three, and said he shouldn't have been convicted in the first place. Um, the th- there was a third man. Um, I can't pronounce. Is it Mahajid Abdul Halim, who confessed to the murder? Who confessed to be a part of it? Said back in the sixties that those two guys had nothing to do with it. So, so here's a guy that confessed and said, yeah, I, I was a part of it. These two guys weren't a part of it. They said it the whole time, but they still were convicted. And it comes to find out that the, the FBI and the NYPD withheld information that would have benefited um, the, the other two that would have went toward their, their innocence. That's cr- so there's a, whole, there's a whole investigation. And some of this you have to go check out. And, and a lot of this was revealed and brought... And, and brought to light in a, a, a documentary that a documentary series on on Netflix. Uh, I believe it's called "Who Killed Malcolm X." It is a, crazy. It's a it's it's a lot, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's very revealing. It's very informative. Um, I suggest uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on Netflix. And a lot of what what they claimed, and the gentlemen, you know, that were their convictions were overturned. They have been out of jail. One of the gentlemen, I believe, it was Khalil Islam, passed away some years after he was released from prison. Um, so he didn't get to see his name cleared. Um, but that's uh, they were victims of the justice system. You know, um, it's a, it's just wild. And and now. How long were they in? They were in prison over 20 years. So go back to uh, 1960, was it 65 when Malcolm was killed? Dude. And, and they, were, they were rounded up and arrested and, and convicted and spent all, this time, all that time in jail and were released, right? But still, you, got the, you know, had that dark cloud over them that you know, they were responsible for the murder of Malcolm X, and the whole time they always proclaimed their innocence. Like I said, unfortunately, one of the brothers, I um, believe Khalil, I, I hope I'm getting the right name, <laughs> but uh, he passed away back in like 09, 08, 09. Um, and so his family at least get to know that. Yeah, no, they, the truth about him is finally out there. So. I, you know, and whenever I hear these kinds of stories, <laughs> I get stuck on how long 
they were in prison and shouldn't have been. 20 years. And it's like, it's a lot of things. If somebody, you know, breaks into your house and steals your stuff, you can get that back, you know? Right, right. But the one thing, the one commodity that we all have the same amount of, for the most part, that you can't get back if somebody takes from you is time. There's, they, could, they could write a check for $30 million and give it to him, but he can't buy back. They can't buy back 20 years. They can't buy back. And I'm, and I'm not sure if they, I mean, I don't know, will they get any type of settlement or the families get any type of settlement for a, wrong, a, a wrongful conviction? I don't know. That would be a great question for our uh, our attorney friend. Um, yeah, which will have I would assume, to link up with. Him. I would ass, I would assume that they would be it would be due to them. I mean, they would have to take some action. I don't think you know the the they're not going to just right, right. the federal government goes ah our bad here's some money right that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's like no, fuck you. No, half of it happened. They go eh, my bad. We could right. All right. <laughs> That's that's the extent of what that is. Is negotiating with a bully. Yeah. We good, right? Oh, we not good? Well, I'm just gonna keep beating you up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> we not good? Oh well. I'm good though. What you gonna do about it? Right, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm good though. I'm glad I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so we were off for uh almost two weeks. Uh, at the time of this recording. But what do you want to get into, man? There's a lot of stuff has happened. Man, there's, so, there's a lot. Um, I know we, we got to get into the Kevin Stanews. We got to talk about Zach Stacy. Let's, let's go with Zach. Zach Stacy. Um, there's a video that was published. Um that shows, and I wasn't, I'm not familiar, I'm not the biggest sports fan. So, I don't know what this guy has done in the sports world. I don't know what his stats were. I don't know, you know, how successful he may or may not have been. I'm not even sure if he actually still played football. He, to be honest with you. At the time that the incident took place, he did not. I think he played for the Jets for a little while. Uh, mm. And he played for somebody else. Hang on, I could tell you. He's... Former NFL running back, Zach Stacy. My computer is running super slow today, so folks, I apologize to you. Uh, it says the Jets, and I think it said another team, but uh, he played for them. Okay. I mean, he played for one of the smaller leagues that tried to do something back in 2019. Uh, but at the time everything happened, he was, I think he was like managing a gym or something. Uh, okay. So he certainly wasn't at the top of at the top of uh, his NFL game anymore, like he had been right. a day. Well, there's a video. Um, are we able to play it? Uh, I am going to pull it up and and run a little bit of it. That's Mr. Zach Stacy okay. uh, uh, there. It's not one of the most flattering shots of that, but it was right. the cleanest shot I could find. <laughs> it's a shot of him. It is him, though. Um, <laughs> so, but and and in light of what he's been accused of, and I can't even—I mean, you know—you can say accused or alleged, but when you're on video doing some shit, I, I think alleged kind of goes out the window. This video of him tossing around his ex-girlfriend, um, or tossing tossing her around violently 
and not in a good way. Um, <laughs> I like the way you slipped that in there. Not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Not in, a, not in a good way. Not that she, not that she enjoyed it, at least not that we know of. Um, throw, you know, throwing her around, around the house where she hits a, it's a television, a 65-inch television. She bumps, she hits it. She hits the floor. The TV topples over on top of her. He doesn't stop there. He goes over. Hoover, Hoover's over her. I got it. Um, you want me to run it? Yeah, run it. I'm, right. For folks that are listening, I'll give you the play-by-play. And, and, and let me say, um, it's disturbing video. So trigger, yes. this is the appropriate trigger warning. Uh, and if it suddenly goes blank right here and you see nothing, it's because YouTube shut it down. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. it's it's very very disturbing. So as I said, he he walks over. It's, it's a short video. Grabs her. Yeah. Now I do not. Please, please, please. You thought that was okay? And they gonna ruin relationship and somebody I'm destructive? And he flinches over her like and he actually actually does hit her. Alright, yeah, yeah, I can't run. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's tossing her around the room like he basically mauled her, like a like a rag doll just tossing her and she hits T V, T V falls on top of her, he slams her, hits her with his hand. Grabs some. It looked like he grabbed something, threw something at her, like close range. Like he's beating this woman up. He looks to be over three hundred pounds. He is six six. He is a former professional football player. Um, he is a large, uh, fit gentleman, and I use that term loosely. I use <laughs> gentleman, term. correct? Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, alleged gentleman. Um. And this woman, she—I mean, she might, she might be a hundred and twenty pounds, little woman. And you know, the also, I—I'd I, be remiss in not, you know, uh, pointing out the optics: large black man, small white woman. Um, and he, I mean, it's a woman, and it doesn't matter what her race is. But I'm just saying the optics of it that you know, it um, won't be in his favor. At all, either. It's so much wrong here, right? So I'm I'm gonna start with, um, if you notice in the corner of the video, and I'm not gonna bring the video back up. And in fact, final product, I might edit out a lot of that video. But um, if you notice in the corner of the video, it's their five month old son. I heard the baby. I could hear, I didn't see him, but I heard him. Right in the, in the corner of the video on the, on, the, on the couch. Yeah. Watching this whole thing, and you could hear the baby react to it. At five months, right, you know something's wrong. You see something's wrong. Right. Um, and as I understand the story, we have not yet heard his side of the story because he is on the run. Uh, he bounced. But as I understand the story, he went, they are no longer together. They are no longer in a relationship. He went over to her house to to see his son. Mm -hmm. And something came up from an incident from 2020 um, 
where her and one of his friends uh, confronted him about his mental illness issues because he does have mental illness issues. He uh, checked himself into um, a mental health facility in 2021, as I understand it. Uh, Self-checked himself in for that. So uh, I can only guess that in 2020, they went to him out of love to say, hey, bro, maybe you need to do something about what's going on. Uh, perhaps he still held some some venom or vitriol from that situation. And I don't know what set him off, but something set him off. But the point that I'm trying to get to is this wasn't one of those situations where uh, she put hands on him. Right. She instigated or did anything on any level to cause any of that. Because if they're not together... She can live whatever life she wants to live and it ain't nothing he can say about it. Nothing at all. Right, right. So all of that, as I see it and as I've read and understand the story, it was completely and utterly 1,000% unjustified and he, he should just turn himself in and deal with what he got to deal with because ain't, you ain't finna get away from that, bro. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I, I know. Yeah. It's it's terrible. It's it's and and the, the comments on the video was like, yo, he need to be put under the jail. He need to, you know, all those different things. Um, and I can't say that I don't. I I I disagree. I, it's it's a horrible thing. It's not. It's, I can't. Mm. Very triggering. Um, and you know, my heart goes out to the you know to the child as well to have to witness see that. Yeah. Yeah, get the, get the therapy ready. Yeah. Terrible thing. Um that's a picture of uh the young lady and and Mr. Stacy. Uh in better times, I'm sure, because they both are smiling and seem happy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be inappropriate for me to crack a joke here, so I won't do it. <laughs> It would be inappropriate, but it would probably be funny. We'll just- <laughs> it was, it was, it was damn hilarious in my head. Very hilarious. No, folks, I won't say it, but just fill in your own joke. In other okay? news, <laughs> as we move on. Um, so there's a California couple. The headline reads: California couple vanished after stealing millions in COVID nineteen relief refund uh, relief funds. And they left a goodbye note for their three kids. So, so let's play a game. White people, black people, Latin people, uh, Middle Eastern people. Uh, what do you guess? <laughs> I'm, I guess, I guess uh, white people. It, it would be very different if it were black people. It would be very different if it were black people, and you're absolutely correct. At least, it's a. It looks like a white guy with the. Well, you know what? I can't even say they're like regular white. I can't pronounce the. Um, they're not like. It's not like generic white. You know what I'm saying? Like Jones or. Oh, Jones is black. Jones is black. Oh yeah, we own Jones. We own Jones and Johnson. Johnson Johnson. I, well, the people at Johnson Johnson would, would probably disagree with me. 
they still mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God damn it, they took over. How did that how did that happen? We should we should have kept them a little longer, is what they're saying over at Johnson and Johnson. Oh <laughs> that is a plantation joke, uh ladies and gentlemen. So thank you. Thank you. That was no um so Richard uh, A Vez Yan, age 43, and her name is Marietta <laughs> Terublian, I can't pronounce, age 37. They weren't married? I'm, well, this is the names that they have. I, I, I don't know if that, that was, if, if she, if they were legally married or not, but it says, it calls him her, his, his wife. It was his wife. That just, you, they're just using a, her maiden name, I'm, I'm supposing, I'm guessing. She said, I ain't taking your name. And I ain't taking these kids when we run. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they left a typewriter note for their kids, ages 13, 15, and 16. It was something like, hey, it's been fun. Y'all going to be good, though. Tell you what, when y'all get a little older, we'll leave some clues and stuff for you. Look for us on a mountain without an island with a mountain and no extradition. And uh, we'll sit and have some some cocoa together. It's been real. Y'all be good. And bounce the hell out. No, so they, they left a note. That's not what the note said. Um, we'll be together again one day. This is not a goodbye, but a brief break from each other. What the? F- <laughs> Did they just break up with their kids? It's all the kids. You know, okay, you know what? I, I, while we joking... There's been plenty of times I, I, when I, 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 as a single father, I would take my, my sons, Terrence and Tyler, what's up, boys? And I would, you know, we'd drive and hit a corner somewhere. I would go, and I'd look to them and go, ah, right, yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> this is it. This is, this, is, this is it for me, man. Um, I've, I've done as much as I can do, you know. Y'all, y'all enjoy yourself. <laughs> and, we, and we laugh about it, but I would do it every so often just to, you know, that's a joke. That was a joke. These motherfuckers actually did it. <laughs> and ran off. They, 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 actually, they broke up with their kids and they left a note that basically said, um, it's, not, it's not you, it's us. <laughs> it's us. It's you. What it's the us. Hell? This is not goodbye. This is just, I'll see you later. Yeah, it'll, it'll be in prison because <laughs> they're not getting away with it. They didn't get out. I, I, I don't know if they got out the country yet. And it don't matter if they do because I don't think they're smart enough to go someplace without extradition. Now They don't know what extradition is, I'm sure. And I'm sorry if, if you said this and I missed it. They didn't just leave their kids. They like stole some money. Yes, so they use... Co- and left their kids behind. So um, the story goes on to say the defendants used COVID-19, the COVID-19 crisis to steal millions of dollars in much-needed government aid intended for people and businesses suffering from the economic effects of the worst pandemic in a century, um, U.S. Attorney Tracy L. Wilkinson said. Um, stole, stolen money fueled a lavish lifestyle. Wait a minute. So they were living lavishly 
at first, and then was like, okay, we're going to have to get, we got to get out of here. And that's highly likely. So um, one of the things that I, I follow, it's a guy I follow on, on YouTube, um, um, Pocket Watching, Pocket Watching with JT. And he, he does a lot on scammers and fake gurus and that type of thing. And several months ago, he really started talking about the PPP loan fraud and really just okay. breaking that down. Uh, and I think a lot of people looked at that as free money. I put air quotes on that for everybody that's listening. Free money from the government to, to do whatever you wanted to do with, right? Right. Um, so what a lot of people were doing was starting these fake businesses, starting these fake LLCs, getting these PPP loans. And as we moved through the pandemic, uh, they started saying, hey, you know, this money was specifically for like staffing, keeping your doors open, filling in the gaps, you know, until things got back to normal. You can't just start a, a business in the pandemic and then go get the PPP loan and then go and buy a car. Right. Like, right. No. So it was a lot of people. And even and this was the thing that surprised me, even if you got the money fraudulently, but never spent a dime of it. Mm. You can still get in trouble. So now, wow. now that the dust is starting to settle and the government is starting to look through and figure out who's fraudulent and who's not, there's a lot of people in trouble. Now this particular so, couple probably figured out, oh shit. Well, they figured it out in court. So apparently, um, the couple and uh, their uh, brother, age 41, were found guilty of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering in a trial back in June. Richard and his brother were also convicted of aggravated identity theft. According to court documents and evidence presented at the trial, they used fake or stolen identities, including names of dead people and foreign exchange students who, brief who briefly visited the U.S. years ago to submit fraudulent applications for approximately 150 federal pandemic relief loans for sham businesses in the San Fernando, San Fernando Valley. Um, so the couple along with their brother and five co-conspirators used the money to buy mansions in three Southern California cities. Uh, along with gold coins, diamonds, furniture, luxury watches, and a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Uh, when they were convicted, they had to forfeit three houses and luxury items along with bank accounts and approximately $450,000 in cash. Stupid. And so they were convicted. And at sentencing on Monday, the attorney said, Cole Richardson, an epidemic, oh, an endemic, cold-hearted fraudster with no regard for the law and someone who views fraud as an achievement. <laughs> so they bounced. Long story short, they knew they were going to jail. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, now nah, we gonna, I'm going to run for this shit. I'll, I'll take my chances on the road. And <laughs> sell a couple of these watches. Sell a couple of these watches. You know, you know, as long as you got a coochie, we should never be broke. Um, let's go. <laughs> Well, I mean, 
if he'll uh, if he'll do all that fraud, he'll sell his broad. I mean, yeah. listen. <laughs> They said a pimp will sell his ass if his hoe won't. So listen, so <laughs> their kids must be in, in, in someone else's care already. And they just bounced on them like, yeah, we out. That's horrible. Um, I, I, at, at, the very, at the very bare minimum, I'd say that's, uh, yeah, that's shitty parenting. <laughs> yeah, they get the, the parent of the year awards. Shitty parents, congratulations. Shitty parents. Um. Yeah, we 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 all know of some. Um, some of us know them personally. Speaking of shitty, shitty parents, uh, my biological father. Um, oh boy! Hold on, let me let me get my seatbelt. <laughs> let me strap in. <laughs> so, um, it's important to note I did not grow up with uh, my biological dad. Father, I can't call him dad, and I never have. Um, and we we didn't have a relationship at all. I met him when I was sixteen. Um, I, he has multiple, um, I said, a plethora of children uh, around the United States and allegedly abroad because he was in Vietnam and <laughs> allegedly he dropped some some seeds in Nam as well, allegedly. And with all hearing all that, um, denied me when I was, and not just me, I have other siblings that had the same, a very similar um, experience with him. Some that just like, you know what, I'm, I have no, I have a sister that's like, he ain't my father, not, you know, I, my father that raised her, yeah, that raised her, passed away. And so that's who she identifies as her father. And she doesn't even try to contact him. I attempted to establish some sort of relationship. You know, it's not going to be nothing. It's not going to be uh, normal because <laughs> so, one is so many. There's been so much time and, and, the, and realizing the type of person that, that I've learned over time, type of person he is, um, it just would not, it just wasn't going to happen. Case in point, um, one of my sisters uh, was getting married some years ago. This is actually one of the children that he actually was around for, um, for you know, for for a while, and she had asked me to to DJ her wedding. I was like, okay, absolutely. I had DJ her wedding. I DJ my my brother Elliot. I DJ for his wedding as well. Um, notably, um, our father wasn't at that wedding either. That's a whole other story. But in any case, um, he, you know, I, I put the call in like, yo, okay. Um, I'm DJing the wedding. Maybe I'll see you there, right? And he lets me know, nah, I ain't going. <laughs> like, mind you, we're not best friends. We're not close at all. But he tells me all this. And I go, I, well, you should probably tell her. You should tell her. Yeah, yeah. So time goes on. We have another conversation. And there's more to it. There's, I, there was a whole woe is me thing that he theme that he had, which was very interesting. Um, and I, again, yo, you need to tell, you know, that you ain't coming. For whatever your reasons is, you need to tell. Yeah, yeah. And you don't. So 
Because my, the way I look at it, if something, if we're cool and something's going down, somebody's in, up to something and, and I don't tell you, I'm complicit. Right. And my allegiance is to my siblings. And so I told my sister, hey, listen, had a conversation with dude a while ago. I gave him an opportunity to tell him. He, he, I was just, he's hell-bent on not saying nothing. He ain't coming. Just want you to know. All right, cool. Wedding goes. We have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful time at the wedding. Great celebration of a great union celebration and everything, right? And, you know, again, me and him are not close. We don't talk often. This is four years ago now. Oh, wow. I thought it was longer. It, you know, it was like four years ago. And, I, you know, every once I'll put a call in or send a text or whatever, and then there was me, and I don't, I didn't really think about it because again we don't talk often, and there was some there was I had some questions for like some family health questions I wanted to like you know so I started reaching out and they get no response get no response get no response I'm like yo yo what's up and finally he responds and he's kind of being via text and he's like he don't want to tell me the family history history stuff. I'm like, why? Because I, you know, you betrayed him. Basically, I betrayed his trust. And then I'm like, what? Initially, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, what? What do you? And so we goes back and forth. And I'm like, yo, this is hilarious. For someone that's been estranged most of my life, you have chosen to <laughs> the silent treatment. Okay, interesting. But then I, when I finally, when I finally, it finally dawns on me. Oh, this is what he's butt hurt about. I reiterate what the whole thing was. You didn't have the courage to tell your daughter that you wasn't coming. So I told her, I'm not, I'm not the holder of your secrets. And we ain't that close. So if you're mad about it, that's on you. It's been four years. And, and let's not forget, it took me four years to figure out you weren't talking to me because we don't talk. <laughs> 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 Weird, weirdo, white. If I, and, and so at my wedding, I, I, I cracked the joke where my, my, my wife said something to the effect of um, she wants to be called, we will be introduced as Mr. and Mrs. T-Storm. And I'm like, no, T-Storm is my thing. I'm a, you know, I'm a DJ. You, can't, you don't do T-Storm stuff. She goes, my father is a DJ. I said, well, my father's an asshole. That doesn't necessarily make me one. <laughs> I couldn't have been more correct. God damn. <laughs> What an asshole! <laughs> so, so let me let me say this. <laughs> uh. Uh, I'm laughing because I I I know you've dealt with that, right? Yeah. Uh, let me let me let me switch this so it's just not weird. Um, but that was a long walk for that punchline. <laughs> <laughs> It was a goddamn good punchline, though. <laughs> Yo, man, it's, it's but the, the interesting what was very what's what I found it because initially, I mean, of course, a human, I'm human. This is a you know half of my parental unit yeah. wasn't in my life. It's a little hurtful, right? They're like after all these years, I don't really know you, but you now you're trying to you're, you're giving me the cold shoulder. That's really fucked up. And then it gets funny. Like, I didn't really know you in the first place. So, but what I do know of you is not very impressive. You are not a, you are not a good person. No, um, stand-up guy. Not a stand-up guy at, by any means. 
And I get it. I'm sure because, again, like I said, it's not just me. I have a bunch of siblings that I didn't grow up with that I, I, got to, I, I started to get to know as an adult, right? Um, I didn't meet him until I was 16. He says something, he, he says something that was really interesting, and, and, it, and it was a lie, that my mother told him to stay away from me when I was, you know, a kid. Um, she's the one that introduced him to him when, you know, she reached out to him when I was 16. Um, he didn't re continue to <laughs> stay in contact back then, and then even, even as an adult, you know, call me now. So I say all that to say, fathers, brothers, um, continue to, uh, 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 to be the stand-up men that you are, in spite of what you may have not had an example of. You get what I'm saying? I've, I've always taken that, because I I, I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but there was, and Mike knows me from, from, from these days, I was a single parent. I was a single father for, for many years, you know, for a, a large portion of my, 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 my older sons of their life because I refused to even resemble anything of what my biologic father was. I didn't want to be anything, anything, anything close to it because I understand what that could be like. And on top of that, I love my children. I wanted to make sure they knew that I loved them. And we have, our, we have our differences and shit like that, but that's just what it is. It's life. And we still have a pretty decent relationship, right? I put the time in to raise them. Um, and I was damn sure not going to be uh, frivolous and irresponsible to drop seeds all over the country, all over the world, and not be able to do, you know, to be able to do that. Um, unfortunately, the man that fathered me was a very selfish, self-serving, uh, irresponsible, spineless, uh, uh, I'm running out of, ad, uh, I'm running out of words here. I'm trying to, be, I'm, I'm trying to be somewhat nice. I'll, you can, feel free to jump in. It was, it was absolutely nothing nice. So I was just, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that was missing was the gunshots the shots fired, right? <laughs> but yeah, I, just self-serving, re ridiculously selfish, irresponsible, spineless dude that, um, and still to this day in his old age, um, can't muster up the, the manhood, the cojones to actually be a man. So um, I didn't inherit that from him. <laughs> Say that. You know, and... It's, I did the last thing I, I'll say this the, one of the last things I'd said to him was um, I've attempted to have a relationship with him in spite of him right and he kind of showed who he is right and so even still trying not to trying not to harbor any type of um, malice or you know or ill will towards him it's, Try not to be angry about it. You know, it's upsetting, but not harboring any, you know, bad, bad will. Um, I said to him, I hope that the remainder of your life uh, doesn't prove to be as harmful as you were to other people. But that's not how karma works. Exactly. <clears throat> Put the hand claps on that.
look, it, it's, it is, it is difficult for me to relate. Right. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll get out and I'll talk and I'll talk my nonsense, which people call it about male, female relations and that type of thing. And the first thing that people assume is you grew up in a, a without your dad. No, mm -hmm. my parents have been married all my life. My father right. talked to my father a couple of days ago, right? Like, <laughs> it's a, it's right, right. Very, you know, so it's very difficult for me to relate um, with, with that of not having a present powerful, involved uh, male figure. Um, and then I'll even take it a step further. My father, oh God, are they going to murder me for this? But I'll say it. <laughs> My father took care of a child that wasn't his my entire life. And it wasn't until I was much, much older that it, I realized the reality that this person wasn't uh, my father's child, right? Like we lived together, everything. There was no difference between how he treated me and, and, and you know, the, the other sibling. So, I, you know, I'll not say right, which right. sibling it is, but, <laughs> um, and that influenced me, right? Like it, it, it influenced how I am in my children's life, um, because I have to, but only, you know, my seed is responsible for one. Uh, I'll say it that way. Because any other way, you know, the more you talk about it, any other way sounds just... No, I get it. And you don't have to, you know. Um, so it's, it's like, you know, I, I, you, your motivation was to be nothing like your father and my motivation was to be everything like mine. You know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, yeah. it's weird how that happens. It's interesting how that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think the, the takeaway of it, of it all is, is no matter what you do, if you're there or not there, your child is learning. They're learning from your absence. They're learning from your presence. If you're present, but really absent, they're learning from that as well. Yeah. So be present well, I and be the, you know, as present as you can be. And nobody's perfect. My, uh, um, my role models and, 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 and men in my life, um, my, my, uncle, my uncle Dwight, um, my grandfather, Roy Battle, who, who, who passed away. I, I, when he passed away, I, I, and I said this out loud <laughs> to myself, you know, and talking to God, I'm like, man, you took the wrong one. You could have took the other. <laughs> you could have took the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> took the asshole that got a bunch of kids they do shit for him but okay it's all good I get you I got it but um but learning you know um while and, and no man is perfect no one is perfect right yeah but you but you learn like I like uh watching my my uncle work you'll kill me if I haven't you yeah I, I'm, I'll say it my uncle who you know who grew up in a time where um, he, he dropped out of school, so he wasn't, he wasn't really literate. <laughs> I didn't notice as a kid, you know what I'm saying? But he, that didn't stop him from working and making money and taking, from the, taking care of his family. And he, he was never a time where he was out of work. He started businesses, he bought businesses, all these different things he was able to do without a traditional education. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My grandfather, my grandfather as well. You know, he was he was he was also a creative. He made records. I think we talked about this before. He you know, and still took care of his family. You know what I'm saying? So, I I I had a balanced scope of manhood. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then uh, you know, little punch punch lines and stuff from my mom about you know. I, like I, it was, she said to me one time. I remember she was she was getting ready for a date one time when I was I was really young, and she was getting all dressed and she was you know getting ready to go out and whatever the case. And some time went by and she's I see her on the phone and looking at the watch and come back and she's still getting ready and she goes back to the phone or whatever. And I see her increasingly more and more frustrated each time as time went on, and by by the. I, you know, I guess when she decided, okay, this is done, she looks to me and says, uh, uh, Terry, if you want to get on a woman's shit list, stand her up. <laughs> oh, she was right. I had, I was about eight or nine. I remember that to this day. I've never stood a woman up. There's things that, you know, you, 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 compartment, you compartmentalize things you don't even realize it. I, I remember it so vividly. So the, all these different things, I'm, I'm just saying, for fathers that are out there, your, your child is learning from you, whether you're there or not. Um, what do you want them to learn? Dude, I think that's a perfect place to shut it down. That was great. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say any better or more poignant words, and I'm probably going to stumble over an ill thought joke. So let's just, let's just get out. Yo, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe Unpoppin' Show on all socials. Also, our website, unpoppinshow.com. And uh, you can subscribe and follow us along there as well. We Again, we appreciate you getting up, coming close to the holidays. Uh, don't eat yourself into sickness. Don't eat yourself into sickness. Don't do that to yourself. It ain't, it ain't worth it, man. Like this, enjoy the food, enjoy the time, enjoy a small gathering. Hopefully, we get to talk to you next time. Thanks. Yeah, that is a weirdo. If I. <laughs>